you ready? Three, two, one. I'm Not Longer Here is the Mexican entry for the Oscars on 2021. And having received so many critics, uh, great critics since its release, the film uh, has a long trajectory within film festivals around the world, such as Tribeca, Morelia, Los Cabos, or now uh, in the Oscars and the Goya Awards in Spain. Why this film can conquer the Oscars or the Goyas? Well, let me tell you what's so powerful about it. I am Hugo Marroquin, a Mexican living in Colombia, dedicated to writing and working as a marketing professional. And above all, I'm passionate about entertainment industry, storytelling, and narratives. This is a trilingual podcast. Most episodes are recorded on Spanish, English, and French. I want to invite you to discover amazing people, great films, videos, books, podcasts, and much more. Today, I want to talk about the film I'm Not Longer Here, claimed by the critics, the audience, and the greatest Hollywood directors, such as Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Cuaron. But beside of this... I want to tell you why, to me, well, why it touched my heart and moved me and made me love it. But before we start, just a quick reminder to ask you to follow me on social networks. You'll find me as Hugo Marroquin and of course, to remind you how essential is that you subscribe and like. Uh, because if you share with just one person this podcast... It can break through the prison of the algorithms. <laughs> and well, um, before I give you some interesting facts and thoughts about I'm not longer here, so you can get the right context for this episode in just some bullet points. Where it happens in the industrial and modern city of Monterrey in northern Mexico. When it happens, around year 2011, what's the social context? The federal government at the time was starting the war on drugs that had hurt Mexico so much. What about the music? It's about a counter-cultural movement centered on slow down cumbia a music gender born in Colombia, South America, and arrived to Mexico during the 60s. And so, let's go. I mentioned before Guillermo del Toro. Well, during an interview that went viral in Mexico, an American reporter said to him, You have a great ability to look into the darker side of human nature and fantasy and terror, but you are really a very joyful and lovely person. How do you find that balance? And Guillermo answered, because I'm Mexican. Nobody loves life in the way we do because 
we are so conscious about death. The preciousness of life is standing side to side to death. I think that his answer was easily understood by Mexicans, and that's why it went so viral. Because we need no more wars. Mexico is such a beautiful and great country. More than it beaches, food, music, ancient culture, modern and contemporary art, uh, traditions, etc. And the beauty, I mean, it's the day-to-day reality that can reach the level of horror. I mean, corruption, violence, security, justice, power abuse, inequality, poverty, etc. And that's the place where most of us feel so proud to be from because we have learned to live in within to live up, to live on Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Cuaron held a conversation available on YouTube and talk about this film the first film by director Fernando Frias one of the first things they said is that it would seem to be the 10th film because of the deepness of the narrative. And Del Toro said that for a movie to be truly universal, it has to be deeply local. To have all the richness, peculiarity from a place and a time. For Guillermo, that movie showed us what could be the most difficult to show. Something that's gone, a place that disappeared, And a moment of life that doesn't exist anymore. And that we can stand, look back, and see all that is just gone. Well, how sad is that? I told you that I am Mexican and that for some years I've been living in Colombia. So for me the film... Beyond any intellectual critic, which I'm not doing, it moved me because I found this sadness, this nostalgic view Guillermo is talking about. Because there are so many moments and places that living so far away from home are gone for me. The second reason is that this film talks about the two places I know more in life, Mexico and Colombia. Before I explain this, let me tell you what a reporter from Variety, John Hopwell, have as description for this movie. He says, It's a portrait of an urban tribe, Monterrey's Colombianos, dance fanatics with two sheets of straight hair pulled over their cheeks, a ball back of the head, hair peeled up in a bun, dressed in a bright knee-length robes or long shirts and hairbands, who dance to a slow-down Colombian cumbia, arms held high, back bent, circling like is a slowly swooping bird of prey. 
But just as colonization wiped out much of Latin America's indigenous populations, gang violence eradicates this urban tribe. Sole survival of a gang attack, Ulysses, a 70-year-old Cholombiano, is dispatched to New York City, where his looks and dance spark hostility in other immigrants, or are treated by New Yorkers as the latest fashion fad. Well, Monterey is a place that I know very well, not only because my family bonds, but also because of my personal uh, history, which is linked to this city. And then, maybe people not familiar with Colombia might think first about salsa, vallenato, or even reggaeton as the traditional sound of this country. Even here, not many people talk about cumbia, which is born in Colombia and became so popular in Mexico after the 60s. But in Monterrey, the cumbia suffered an alteration. And this is the story behind. In the middle of a party, uh, they were playing cumbia and people were dancing. But suddenly, the electricity had a problem. And there was less energy going through and the music slowed down. It didn't stop. The record, remember there were no Spotify or Deezer, but actual playing records. <laughs> So the record continued to play, but slow it down. And people like it and keep on dancing, but slowly. You know what happened when you slow down music? Well, the voices become deep. The atmosphere dance. The rhythm's kind of nostalgic. And you have more time to be close to whom you are dancing with. Sounds like cool, isn't it? Well, after that, and exclusively in Monterey, this slowdown cumbia became the norm. In fact, the only way to play it, to dance it, and of course, to live it. The actors on this movie are people from this poor side of Monterey. And you know, I mean, there are great stories about life-changing opportunities. You'd be surprised. Because, in fact, in real life it happened to, to the main actor, Juan Daniel Trevino, who literally was discovered by the director and now his life has totally changed. I mean, if you see interviews of him, you may love his naturality and spontaneity. And also, we have to say, he has this beauty that isn't always being portrayed in movies. I mean, you may know that Mexico is a racist country. And during decades, television has assigned roles like white people are the rich one and brown people are the poor and the bad one. Well... Well, in American industry, too. But, well, so for someone like Juan Daniel, to have this opportunity is a very rare and unique. I mean, he's not the first, and I hope he won't be the last. So, not only Mexican TV and cinema 
give like more roles to actor uh, no matter what their skin color is also we as an audience can get used to that and being able to appreciate and recognize the beauty even if it is not like from these white American or European standards. In fact, Juan Daniel's story maybe remind you the one of Yalitza Aparicio, the protagonist of Roma, uh, Alfonso Cuarón's success Netflix movie some last year. Well, uh, talking about movies, I'm not longer here, made me think, uh, in a way, about the newly French movie Les Miserables by Lachley. In the way, I mean, that portrays those places nobody wants to go, nobody wants to talk about, and above all, nobody wants want to confess they come from. Because every city in the world far away from rich or touristic spots, have those neighborhoods. But how hard is to live there? Or how easy is to leave those places? How hard is to come back? I mean, go away, far away, and then come back to witness how everything changed. Even if this is not a political movie, the historic context shows us how narco and the cartels and war, war on drugs affected those places. How they have corrupted those lives is just too sad. And such is life in a way, because life changes, people change, and time, places change too. And so we leave or come back, and nothing is longer the same. Then, looking around you, looking those streets, people walking around, you realize deep in your heart that something's gone forever. And you realize you are not longer there. Maybe your body, but not your soul, not your memory, nor your future. Well, I strongly recommend you to watch this movie Netflix and if you feel like want to talk about it well you can reach me on social media Marroquin MX on Twitter or Hugo Marroquin on Instagram and remember to share this podcast with just one person so we can move together the algorithms also this is a trilingual podcast so you may find other episodes in English French or Spanish and other subjects such as Michelle Obama or Hania Yanagihara's book, A Little Life, or even with Smith, Demi Moore, Cormac McCarty, and much more. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.